It's September 7th. How are you? My name is BK, and we finally have a show title. It's going to be called the AA Show. Uh, what does AA stand for? Nobody knows. It changes every day. I guess it's Attitude Adjustment today. And again, if you haven't heard the first episode yet, I know it's not on iTunes or Stitcher or any of the feed yet. I think I need to record two or three more episodes. It sees a number of episodes and validate it. So bear with me for a little bit, for a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, this is where I spend about 30 minutes talking about random items that happen over the week, whether it's politics, entertainment, sports, technology, if I want to talk about it, uh, finance, blah, 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 whatever. I really don't want to talk about technology, but I, I will have to if I have to. So um, I'll spend 30 minutes at most again. I tend to go off tangent many times, so I'll try to keep it in 30 minutes. So, uh, without further ado, let's get started on this week. So, well, we are a couple weeks away from end of summer. Uh, we just had the Labor Day weekend here in North America, uh, which means it's the official end of the summer. Although the fall solstice is the 21st, two weeks from now, so... Eh, you know, uh, oh, by the way, I'm in the Seattle area in the Pacific Northwest of America, so it rains a lot here, and uh, it certainly started raining. You feel that Kurt Cobain, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam uh, level of gloom and doom, I must say. It's, it's kind of cloudy. It's not sunny anymore this week, so <clears throat> I don't know the, the lack of vitamin D is affecting us or not, but... Uh, I don't know. I, I'm certainly feeling it. Everybody at work or outside in general is feeling down a little bit. You know, you might have heard of Seattle Freeze. That's a real thing. I've been living here four and a half years, and my God, it's it's real. It's real. So, but uh, yeah, you know what? You gotta if you ever move up here or Portland or Vancouver, Canada. Uh, my advice: uh, survive the first winter. That's the roughest. And um, if you can survive. That first one, I think you'll be okay living here. I, I've seen many people who moved here from California or Texas uh, where it's really sunny and people are like going, oh, I'm really sick of the sun and, you know, it's too hot down there. So we decided to move up here where it's pretty moderate and rainy. doesn't snow much either. Um, yeah, I saw some people who just like moved back uh, to Texas especially where it's sunny and barbecue weathery and all that. Um, some people really get seasonal depression if you can't survive with a lack of vitamin D and other elements. And then the Seattle freeze doesn't help either if you try to go out and meet people. Dude, it's rough out there, man. You can't you can't just randomly go up and talk to someone or it ends up being fucking creepy in general. Um, given the homeless population too, it's pretty bad. But uh, yeah, I don't know. A lot of people moving in this area would rise up Amazon, not eh, Microsoft, ten years ago. So it's definitely a booming area, but uh, uh, yeah, Seattle freeze is real. And then um, I don't know. I I realized last year when I went to one of the social events, one of the meetup events. One guy moved from Minnesota who was staying in L.A. Uh, before coming up here. I told him that you just survive last winter and you'll be all right here. And afterwards, I I thought about what I said, and then the conversation I had with the guy. Boy, I realized, like, God, I I've become the Seattle freeze by sounding like a dick, just saying, "Dude, just hold in there, and hey, hold on there, and then you'll be okay." But um, I don't know. 
Then I look back now, four years ago, when I experienced the first winter, I I drank a lot. You know, I like I drank like half of Jack Daniels by myself one of the nights. I don't know how I did it. I don't know how I did it. <laughs> or like finish six out of the twelve bottle uh, Heineken, something like that, or Dos Equis. One of the two. I don't remember. It was in one of the green bottles in a green box. I just show up to work hungover next day, but nobody really cares. So, yeah, and I don't know. It, 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 there were a few winters here. After the first winter I was here, it wasn't really rainy or cloudy that much. It was surprisingly spotty, sunny, and whatnot. And if people have internships in Amazon or Microsoft, they tend to just see the summer from June to August and go, oh, this is an amazing place. It's, I, would, I could live here forever. It's like, oh, dude. Or a gal, you're you're looking at two, three best times of Seattle area, and then rest of the time, nine months of the year, it's just like cloudy and it rains, but it doesn't like rain hard. It just like drip, 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 or like shower here and there, but it's not even uh, you know one of those like definitive showers. You just go like, God, that's refreshing. It's not like that. It's it's fucking depressing living here if you haven't experienced it. But you know, I I survived it, and then. You get you caffeinate yourself a lot. I think I I never drank coffee until I moved here. You see why people would be drinking coffee, uh, with Starbucks and Seattle's best. It's not the best. Tully's and all those. Um, you really need to caffeinate yourself to get yourself up. Uh, and uh, and every time there's a sunlight in the summer, everybody's out, and the, the traffic's a fucking jam here. Uh, it's a pain in the ass to get to Seattle every weekend and you end up staying at home. So, and also I think another funny research I found was that the sunglass sales in this area is the highest people buy new pair of sunglasses every year. You be surprised. And I was surprised when I heard this news and then I kind of see it because every little sunlight that comes up, people just like, oh, oh I want to try these new sunglasses, new Oakleys or new Ray-Bans or Maui Gems, you know, or whatever. And I, I bought one pair. I kept losing it. Somebody took my sunglasses one time. So, uh, you know, I don't buy one every year. But, you know, people do that here. So, anyways, I, I don't want to bore you with living up here in Seattle. But it's a growing area, certainly. But, uh... Yeah, the winter's coming. Winter's coming. And I don't know how it's going to be this winter, this fall winter. It started us. It definitely started cloudy and kind of rainy. It ki- it kind of rained today. You know, like I mentioned, last couple of winters, it wasn't so bad because it was like sunny here and there. And then last winter, it poured a lot. It like drenching rain. Not like drip, drip, drip. Like I want to shoot myself in the head rain. But like, oh, God, this is refreshing. I'm going to wash my car rain. Um, so who knows how it's going to be like this winter. Um, you know, the last fall winter was El Nino, so the weather is a little weird. I know it was a lot warmer in many other areas in the continent and in the world, but it wasn't that bad. I don't think it's an El Nino season this year, but I don't know. Hopefully it's just a typical winter. And by the way, it, it doesn't snow in Seattle area. I've seen snow once when I came to look at apartments in January 2012. And it was a state of emergency everywhere. It wasn't that bad, but they don't have salt or any of those chemicals to clean the roads here. So you get like two inches of snow and people freak the fuck out. And 
you know, it's not that bad if you live in Colorado or up in the mountains or in Midwest or in Canada, up in East, like, dude, the snow you get here, it's nothing. Okay, maybe when you go up in the mountains and go ski and snowboard and all that, sure, you know, it's, it's pouring there, but it's not that bad here. And then after that, it snowed once and then everybody stayed home. It wasn't even snow. It was a sleet. A sleet? A sleet. And people didn't come to office. And it was the emptiest day. I think that was two years ago. 2014, January. Yeah, almost two years ago. Well, two and a half years ago. Shit. Wow. Time flies. Time flies. Anyways. Oh, God. I spent eight minutes talking about Seattle and all that weather. Uh, that's what I want to talk about. So I want to follow up on a little bit on the Kaepernick anthem fiasco that I spent 20 minutes on last week. Uh, so a little bit of development after that. Uh, Kaepernick, I at the end of the last episode, I said Kaepernick should advance his argument, you know, hone it a little bit, you know, solidify and move to the next step, you know, take the actual action instead of just saying, I'm going to sit for the anthem, you know, actually talk about the issue or do something about it. So a few developments. Number one, uh, he's going to be a backup quarterback. Blaine Gabbert's going to start for the 49ers. Kaepernick's jersey has been a number one selling jersey in the NFL. Huh. So some people might go, well, this is a marketing move. Well, maybe, but, you know, uh, he gets more general population attention. So good for him. And second, he is not sitting for the anthem. He's taking a knee. And a couple of his teammates joined. And also the U.S. soccer player, the female player who's playing for the Seattle Reign uh, locally in this area, uh, Mary Mark, Mary Rapioni. Uh, I can't remember her first name. Uh, Megan Rapioni. Rapione. Uh, she decided to take the same stand and decide to take a knee. But an hour ago, or today, the team, the Washington Spirit, is preventing her from taking part of the anthem protest. So the team is actively saying no, which is weird. And third, uh, what happened? Oh, yeah, John Torella, the former hockey coach of the Lightning and the Rangers. Now he's a coach of the USA Hockey t- for the World Cup of Hockey coming up. He said he'll bench any player who decides to take the bench for the anthem for the rest of the game. So a bit of an empty threat there, given that there's no, you know, player really protesting on USA Hockey or the yeah US team that's saying, you know, I don't like this. I think only player that kind of mentioned something was Joe Pavelski of the Sharks, uh, who's a captain, I think. Well, he's a captain of the Sharks. I don't know if he's a captain of the American team. He said, I, I don't understand, rah, 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 the usual, usual, I, I would never sit for it, blah, 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 I love this country, this country's awesome, blah. And uh, yeah, so that's a recent development, and uh, Kaepernick also, based on the jersey sales, I forgot to mention, he's going to donate all the proceeds to the cause and whatnot, uh, so good for him, and uh, hopefully we, we get out of the noise argument about, you know, Anthem versus anthem means military versus you know why why Kaepernick hates his country you know that's not the point you know again you got to talk about the issue itself you know and then bringing that issue to the attention and actually talk about it and then hopefully for once some change occurs and somebody takes action and again uh pessimistic side of me says no nothing's gonna happen nothing's gonna change and we're gonna see more shootings and 
more protests and people are gonna argue about merits of it no matter what and the earnings income blah 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 that's sad but anyways that's a recent development um what else Jew. oh uh, yeah new iphone's coming out uh nothing new nothing major and a new iphone i know new apple watch is also coming um i really don't want to talk about technology given my uh you know day job working in the phone industry and whatnot but um i'll just say since this is a big news today um i'll just say that iphone 7 really doesn't have anything new on there you know screen resolution is the same you know battery life hasn't significantly improved i mean camera improved but i don't understand why apple's using different camera sensors for different size of the phones unlike the galaxy phones you know um yeah so and oh they released two new colors one's called jet black and the other is just black but um apparently people are bitching about the jet black because it it's more prone to scratches and it's more glossy finish and a dye and i i don't know how to say this it's just one of those I, what the what the fuck is this? They they did some crazy finishing touches on it, but uh, yeah. Oh, and Apple warned that it scratches easily. I look at the pre-order and then like, hey, uh, it's prone to some uh, abrasion. Is that what they said? And the high shine my may show fine micro abrasions with use. Why are they using difficult words here just to sound fucking pompous and shit? It just means that. High shine may show fine microabrasions would use. Uh, basically, folks, in layman terms, what it fucking means is that if you if you put it in a shiny spot and put the phone the back of the phone and show it, you might see some little tiny scratches. If you're concerned about this, we suggest you use one of many cases available to protect your iPhone. Again, a fucking marketing scam right here. Not a scam, but a clear tactic. It's like, ooh, why why did you make this fucking color if you're not gonna, and then you know make big deal about it if it's gonna be non-perfect thing on any surface why apple why and i have to spend another 30 for shitty silicone silicon silicone case or 45 50 dollars on the so-called leather case why i i don't get it i don't get it but you know it will do fine you know i'll probably pick one up too I just sold my iPhone 6s today. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it on the iPhone, and then uh, Note 7 blowing up left and right. I I don't really don't want to talk about that. That's too close to the heart. So um, maybe I'll talk about it later in life, or I'll talk about it in one of the off episodes or something. I can't talk about it right now. So th- hopefully that gives you an idea where I work. <laughs> um, anyways. 15 minutes holy jesus all right so main thing i want to talk about today so is the it's a se- football season's about to start at least for professional football college football started last week uh and i guess it's two episodes in a row we really kind of talk about football um so college season started last saturday actually two fridays ago in australia berkeley versus hawaii uh it's a berkeley one that cal golden bears um and then the official kickoff started last Saturday, Friday, Friday, Saturday, uh, with all the college games. And then the ESPN called it the best college football start ever. That was a promotion. I mean, the matchups are great. You know, LSU, Wisconsin, UCLA, Texas A&M, Notre Dame, uh, the Texas, 
Uh, Ole Miss versus Florida State and so on. And so, uh, Alabama versus USC. That was another high-profile one. But um, I'll just say uh, on the college football front, uh, clearly there's no defense. It, it was all inept defense the entire fucking Saturday. I mean, other than maybe Alabama, but there might be more inept pussied out USC offense that just got intimidated after the first quarter. I, I, there was no defense at all. Um, I mean, you you watch USC A and M game. There's no defense. You know, there's no defensive play. Ole Miss, Florida State. I mean, Ole Miss had, took a big lead, but the fact that they took a big lead is because Florida State sucked, and then the Florida State came back and made the biggest comeback in the school history. But by, what happened to Ole Miss defense? You know. Wisconsin LSU LSU once again doesn't have a quarterback and Wisconsin made a statement in Lambeau Field and yeah, good for Wisconsin Badgers um, I think they'll give more challenge than people thought against Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan and other schools Rutgers just looked terrible against the Washington Huskies up here my god they got destroyed and you know embarrassing Big Ten um, Michigan against uh, Hawaii yeah it's against Hawaii what do you expect Colorado versus uh, Colorado State Dude, again, Colorado State, it's just struggling. There's no defense. That game was over by the first quarter. Uh, so, a disclaimer, I'm a Michigan and a Colorado fan right there because uh, I'm an alumnus of the each of those schools. So, go blue, go buffs. Uh, USC, Alabama, I don't know why they did this matchup. Uh, it really re- reminds me of the Alabama-Michigan matchup from 2012 season. You know, it was clearly a mismatch. And USC thought, we're coming back. And then... You know, book this so they can get paid twenty million or whatever to play in the uh, AT&T Stadium there in Dallas, Jerry's World. Um, USC is just not there at all, and Alabama look unbelievable. You know, they they look like the only team that's ready in SEC. Uh, I don't expect. I then the rest of the SEC look garbage. You know, Ole Miss choked. Uh, A&M again, no defense, just all offense with their transfer quarterback. Uh, Florida, I don't remember Florida's score, but, uh, oh, Tennessee looked terrible. They almost lost Appalachian State. That was a Friday game or Thursday. So, uh, yeah, it's George, Georgia. Georgia did okay, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah, and then the, uh, what else? I, I don't remember. I can't remember every score, but, um, I got the SEC. There, everybody's saying that's a strong conference. I don't believe it. Only Alabama, and then the rest is like, mm. Mississippi State. Uh, what happened to them? What happened to them? I don't remember. All of a sudden, oh, Mississippi. I should have looked this up, folks. I'm like killing time here. Score. They lost to South Alabama. Right. That was the upset. That was the upset. Uh, twenty-one to twenty. Uh, so eh, whatever. Mississippi schools look bad so far. Uh, after such promising starts last couple seasons, you know, uh, beating Alabama and all that, uh, and then embarrassed themselves against TCU and Baylor, Big 12 beating them really bad, you know. Uh, yeah, oh, well, let's see how it goes. Uh, more interesting games are coming, more un- uncompetitive games are coming against the FCS schools and all that because, they, you know, they now they go top-heavy on the first games, you know, you know, the competitive matchups, but clearly... I mean, it was entertaining, but there's no defense at all. So the future of NFL looks very bleak outside of Alabama. And Michigan defense, people praise it, but I'm really playing it down a little bit. I'm being realistic. I've seen this rodeo before. Let's see how the quarterback does and defense is better. But, you know, you got to beat Michigan State and Ohio, you know, and see what happens. So um, 
looking forward to that. I, it's going to be a great season for Big Ten, I feel like. Big 12, I don't know. Big 12 might be up to... Oh, Oklahoma lost to Houston. Uh, that was Houston looked good. And Houston might be that uh, dark horse, the Boise State of 10 years ago, over the last 10 years. So let's see. Uh, yeah, and NFL is about to start Thursday night. By the time you hear this, uh, it probably started Denver against Carolina. The Super Bowl rematch from the Mile High Stadium. Well, it's not called Mile High Stadium anymore. It's the Sports Authority Field at Mile High. Although the Sports Authority went bankrupt, they kept the name. It's not Dick's Sporting Goods at Mile High either. Um, Well, uh, again, you know, I, I love every sports, you know, and football, especially coming after coming to America, you know, watching college football, going to school here and whatnot, it really got me involved. But again, you know, I it, 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 I call it a football dilemma. And I think football, the gridiron football dilemma is equivalent to the uh, footy football dilemma in the UK, you know. People are really, really, really religious about the sport, you know. Every Sunday, instead of going to church, people just watch the matches. Same in UK. They wake up every Saturday, Sunday morning, afternoon, and just watch the footy. You know, regardless of the quality of human beings that's on the field, you know, which is sad with all the concussions and money that's thrown around. I think I mentioned that last week, you know, they're banged up in the head so much, you know. I don't think they know what the hell they're doing. Uh, But then also you see the pattern, like a lot of the football players are retiring early at the age of 30 or before mid-30s. Like, you know, Calvin Johnson retired, the Megatron out of Detroit Lions, one of the best receivers ever. Marshawn Lynch, one of the best running backs the last five years, he retired. Uh, not Vernon Davis. What's his? Patrick Willis, he retired. I mean, he wasn't in a prime of his career. And then the guy who was going to replace him, Chris Borland, after first year, when Patrick Willis was hurt a couple of years ago. Borland, as a rookie out of Wisconsin, came in and played really good. He just retired after the first year. And he was like a third, second, third round pick, which means he left a lot of money on the table, but then he wanted to keep the money. And locally, kind of Michigan y example, I'll have is a, is a, what's his face? Schilling. Not Kurt Schilling. Uh, Steven Schilling. He played for Michigan Wolverines and also here in Bellevue. Played for Bellevue Wolverines up here. He played for the last play for the Seahawks, you know, replacing Unger in the center, and then uh, he retired. You know, he had knee injuries and he was on IR. But you know, he's 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 a young guy. He's the same age as me, born in '88, and he just retired, class of 2010. And you know, he got his degree from Michigan, so he's like, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready to move on with my career. And so on and so forth. There are a lot of players that are retiring early, and I I know I'm missing quite a few. That left early, you know, and then the average uh, NFL football player's career is 3.4 years. And people go, oh, they make a lot of money. No, they don't, you know. If you're on a practice roster or squad roster, you probably make 80000 a year, which seems a lot. But if your career lasts like two, three years, dude, that's 160000 maybe 200000 half a million. At best, a million over the career of three to seven years and then what do you do the rest of your life for 25 30 years you know and a lot of them don't have proper education or degree or proper financial training although they try to train that a lot you know so if you compare it to a regular like a corporate monkey like me 
you know, I may end up making more money than a football player, and that's really sad. And it's a bit of a socioeconomic issue, in my opinion. You know, a lot of people go into basketball and football because that's a quick money scheme. You know, yes, there are sponsorships and all that, but not everyone gets a Nike or Under Armour endorsement or shoe deals or some ridiculous vitamin water deals, you know. And what all a lot of players also do is they live off of the uh, endorsements and save all their salaries. And, you know, and the salary isn't that great, you know. I mean, it's great relative to, you know, minimum wage or something, but, you know... Uh, Half of it gets taken away in taxes, state, and then cities have special tax for athletes or federal tax, social security, 6%, and retirement, maybe 5% to your 401k or IRA or whatever. Agent gets 6%, even 10% if he's really good. And you end up with whatever half or less of whatever they say that you earn and not all the numbers you get because they're incentive laden, you know? And it's it's sad, you know, they, when you think about it. And then they they go out there and concuss, and we watch it, and then we just enjoy it. And then sometimes they commit heinous acts, whether it's beating their wife or girlfriends, like Ray Rice and Greg Hardy do, or murder people. Or in Penn State's case, you know, like child molestation and all that. Yet people don't do anything about it, or they do about it. Oh, another thing, all those are college. You know, sexual assault cases that's coming into more prominence. It's not a football issue. It's more social education issue with a lack of sex ad and all that stuff out there. And it's just it's just sad. Not, no one does anything about it. And then the whole process of Title IX and all that. And these people just go out and make money. And then we still watch them. And then I, I know I'm guilty of it too, watching every Sunday contributing to this. You know, so... I don't know. It's a football dilemma. But I, I still enjoy watching it. I don't know why. It's just... And then if you haven't watched Great Iron Football, how I explain it to, like, say, Asian kids, is like, it's sort of like a turn-based RPG. Like, each down is a turn. And then you get four, four turns for each first down to make up the ground. My mom calls it the most American game ever, taking land, one land at a time, you know, from the natives or whatever. I, I don't know. Maybe. That's a very poetic or historical way of looking at it. So my mom thinks that football is a really American thing and it's violent and it's nature and all that. You know, granted, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's the most stressful thing. I don't think I've seen any coach, you know, coaches get burnt out and get heart attacks on the field like in the NFL. You know, Dick Vermeil, he's famously, he most famously quit because he got burnt out um, in the 80s and he came back and won the Super Bowl with Kurt Warner. Uh, the Rams later, and Gary Kubiak, who won the Super Bowl last year, he he collapsed, you know, uh, in the field three four years ago in Houston. Urban Meyer, who's with the Ohio, you know, and people say he faked his heart attack, but my God, look at him, man, he's the most intense guy ever. How would you not have a heart condition somewhere, you know? Jim Harbaugh, look at him, man, he he looks like. He's a crazy guy, but, you know, his heart rate is probably going like 150, you know. And then he's like, I feel like I can still play a down. Dude, calm down, you know. But he's crazy. And then you watch tapes over and over, try to study every 
you know, line, movement, scrimmage. I, I don't know how you do it. But I know that's the enjoying, that's the fun aspect of the gridiron football. And I'm certainly going to enjoy it this season. Don't know how long it's going to last because the participation rate is down. Everybody's retiring early. Maybe we're going to get more sloppy football. And NFL is taking advantage of us with breast cancer awareness three weeks from now, you know, where only five cents will go to the Susan G. Coleman Foundation and they get paid by the military to sing the anthem and do the salute and pretend that they love the military. Maybe maybe some do, but I don't know how much of it is a genuine, you know, if they're getting paid. And, you know, got to be reminded that, you know, America's at war at every Sunday playing the anthem. And this year with the addition of Kaepernick, we're going to talk about the whole Kaepernick thing. And then it's like, oh, all lives matter. You know, all lives matter. You know, you're going to probably hear that like they did in St. Louis last year. You know, by the way, the whole... All right, I don't know what happened there, but through the magic of the audio, uh, it's back recording. So, anyways, the whole argument about all lives matter, that that's just false equivalency right there. You know, you, you don't go to a fucking baseball game, let's say on a Mother's Day or Father's Day when they have the breast cancer awareness wearing pink on Mother's Day and they wear, you know, blue on Father's Day for the prostate cancer awareness. Nobody in the fucking stands gets up and goes, you know, you know, the Lou Gehrig's disease is a serious illness, you know, or lung cancer is a terrible disease or pancreatic cancer is sick, too. Yes, all disease matters. But why don't people stand up and say that for those occasions? Every disease matters, but some are more prominent than others, you know, and Black Lives Matter. All they're saying is, you know, (laughs) there is a problem. There's a problem with people of color getting targeted and getting mistreated by police with the perception that we have as human beings. And just to deny that, deny the existence and the problem and then continue to deny, deny, deny like the San Francisco police did. Why don't they say, look, we're not perfect, but we try our best. So we understand where Colin's coming from. No, instead, it's the fraternal attitude. We don't endorse this at all. You're creating hostility towards police. Why are you acting hostile before making a logical argument? You know, this is the reason why police is getting mistreated and all that, you know, and then the people of the minority group have hostile, hostile feelings towards police. Anyways, I'm over 30 minutes. I can go on and on into this topic. I don't want to resume this, but again, Football season's about to start. Uh, you know what? I'll go over time a little bit today. Uh, you know, given the nature of it. Uh, how do I think the season's gonna go? I I don't fucking know. It's g- yeah. Again, a disclaimer. I'm a Colts fan. Uh, how did that happen? I don't know. Uh, it just started when hockey lockout was going going on 2004, 2005. So uh, you know, I was a huge Peyton Manning fan. I think he took HGH. I think every single one did. By the way, the whole uh, Al Jazeera, Al Jazeera, Al I can't speak. The report that came out, like Peyton Manning got his uh, HGH medicine delivered under his uh, wife's name, Ashley Manning. I think it happened. And they also named like uh, Clay Matthews of the Packers, James Harrison of the Steelers, who's crazy, by the way. And uh, Julius Peppers named in it, but all three were cleared, and all the no-name guys are still in their investigation. Dude, it, it fucking happened. Everybody's on roids or HGH in that league, and you know what? I'm I'm okay with it. 
you know none of these athletes get caught especially the famous ones unless they fucked up and they went against the system which is why all these athletes are like caving into nfl too like yes 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 we love the military yes 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 roger you're great maybe james harrison is in is a is an exception to that because he talks shit about roger goodell but then at the same token there's a whole shitload of owners who talk shit about roger goodell who are hired by the owners which why you have stupid scandals like deflate gate and all that because nobody likes new england patriots there are some owners who hate the patriots which is why the whole thing started spygate deflate gate i'm not a patriots fan they cheated but you know what they won just like all the athletes you know what they cheated but they're good at it so it just it enhances a natural talent it's like you're already at 100 you're going at 150 if you're a 75 and get a plus, you're still at 125. You're not 150. So, I'm just saying. Anyways, uh, I, I, I haven't seen who's going to win the division and all that. I don't th- I don't care who wins the Super Bowl. I think AFC South is going to be garbage because I'm going to be looking at that closely for the Colts. Uh, being from Toronto Bills, I, I don't know how the Bills are going to fucking do. The Ryan brothers, they're going to talk a lot of, they're going to talk a lot of big game, but Jets might come back. I with Ryan Fitzpatrick don't know uh Patriots might be fine I think Miami's just gonna be mediocre as always uh I, I think that coach Adam Gase is not that great uh so I just ran through the AFC East and the South fast there's nothing to talk about for AFC South Colts or Houston I think Colts can do it again you know if everybody stays healthy uh AFC North Ooh, Bengals are probably gonna win it but gonna choke it in the first round like they always do and maybe the Steelers will beat them again. Who knows? Healthy Steelers. Uh, who am I missing? Oh, AFC West. Denver. Denver wins with a unknown quarterback in the defense. Uh, Oakland. Hopefully they improve. They don't. Chargers suck. Uh, who else is that? Oh, Kansas City. Eh, they're gonna choke it. They might. I think they might squeak by in the division. You know, they might get the second wild spot again. I don't think there's gonna be much change. So AFC, that's my pick. Uh, who's gonna go to the Super Bowl? I don't fucking know. Uh, I would say Patriots have a chance and Broncos have a chance, but a lot of unknowns. Uh, maybe the Steelers do it again. Who knows? Uh, or Denver does it miraculously with that defense. Uh, NFC. Oh, East. Well, Tony Romo's gone again, so Dallas is out. Giants, I don't know how they're going to be. Eagles, no quarterback now, so they're done. Uh, Washington, foreskins? Uh, Maybe. Maybe. I say the Giants or the foreskins, one of the two. Uh, NFC North, well, the Lions never win, so forget that, and they lost Calvin Johnson. Mm, Vikings lost their quarterback, Sam Bradford. I don't know how he's going to do. So Packers, I'll pick the Packers as an easy pick. Oh, I forgot the Bears. Fuck the Bears. I don't think they'll do it. Uh, NFC South, NFC South. Uh, that's the Falcons, Saints, uh, Buccaneers. We're not gonna do much, although they improved. And the Panthers. Panthers win. I think Panthers are gonna. I think the Panthers are gonna come through. NFC North. I mentioned Sa- uh, West. Uh, Seahawks, 49ers. Rams and the I'm missing one team. I don't remember. Oh, the Cardinals. Ooh, uh Cardinals look really good. Uh Seahawks are just okay. You know, the only off-season story is whether Russell Wilson is going to lose his virginity the second time. So, I don't believe in it. Their line is garbage. You know, 
They got their wife beater as an offensive line coach, and people think he's genius, Tom Cable. But yeah, they got nobody there. And then Thomas Rolls, oh, he's going to replace Marshawn. No, he was hurt last year. How do you expect him to do it? You, you know, I think Seahawks, are, it would be tough for them to win the division. I think the Cardinals will win it and then choke it again because Car- Carson Palmer's a choker. Um, yeah, I think it's either the Seahawks or the Cardinals. Rams are garbage with that quarterback. And 49ers just... <sighs> That ownership, it's just, just like garbage too. The what family? Trent Baalke is a general manager, and the Jed York, the York family, disgrace to his grandpa, you know. And uh, he just, you know, they moved their team to Santa Clara from San Francisco, you know, the the worst stadium in the world, in the heart of the Silicon Valley. Yeah, it's not that great, you know. They think they're smart. They think they're they think they're the Golden State Warriors. But who, by by the way, think they invented the small ball, which I hate so much. Uh, they're not that great. So and I I think the Seahawks can see. I think all the playoff spots are gonna be the same, except the Vikings part. So I think the Panthers are gonna do it this year. Maybe not. Maybe they'll choke it. Cam Newton, you know. Wait till all the racists out of North Carolina come out when he chokes it up, you know, like it happened last year. You know, he dances in the end zone, and all of a sudden, the mom in Tennessee is angry, and then some people in Seattle are angry. You know, he's a bad, being bad example to children by dancing in the end zone. Well, fuck, you know, the Arizona quarterback, Drew Stanton, did a fucking pelvic thrust, and nobody got angry at that. That's Cam Newton never showed his balls and, like, pulled up his baggy pants. He just dabbed, and then that's more fucking offensive. The racist of Tennessee and North Carolina. Is that really? Unbelievable. Yet Cam Newton hasn't taken a stand on this Kaepernick thing. He just said, I don't need to make a political statement. He's just being soft. He knows what he wants to do, but he doesn't want to hurt his endorsement with Under Armour and all that. I'm a little disappointed in Cam Newton, you know. But, oh, his son's name is Chosen. So Chosen Newton, Chosen One, whatever it is. Fuck him. Uh, yeah, that's it. I think the Panthers and Broncos again. <laughs> Let's see how the match goes tomorrow. Oh, Jesus, 38 minutes. Well, you know what? It's a special edition, the football dilemma. I just shared why I like football and at the same time, I despise it and I hate I hate myself loving football uh, or any sports for that matter. It's just sad, sad. But there's a lot of money in it. And then uh, it's the it's the entertaining aspect. It's no different from watching Bachelor, or Bachelorette, or wrestling, or any other e reality show. You know, you know it. You know it's poisonous to the society, and it's sad. And there's a lot, but there's a lot of money involved, and in it's just entertaining the shit out of us. But you know what? At least I read the news. Yes, that's the pompous way of saying I read the news. All right, uh, that's it. Uh, it went a little long today, but. Fuck it, uh, that's life, and it happens. It's a special football edition. I just previewed NFL, all the leagues, super fast. So uh, go enjoy the game tomorrow. Uh, go read the news. Uh, judge the iPhone and the Note 7 for yourselves. Uh, it will be okay. And I'll check in again next Wednesday. Bye-bye.
Okay, I clearly forgot to mention in the beginning and then at the end. I'm sure I'm gonna make this very brief. Uh, thank you for listening to this. If you listen to this, if not, oh shit, I, how could that happen? Anyways, uh, please leave a feedback. Give me an email. Leave a comment. I don't have a Twitter. I don't have Instagram. At least dedicated to this thing. So uh, yeah, let me know. I got a couple feedback last week, but uh, if there's more feedback, let me know. If if you don't like it, let me know too. So I can improve this. If you have any questions or topics you want to throw, go ahead. I'll check it out. I don't have email, so just leave the comment on SoundCloud or iTunes if I find figure out how to do this thing. All right, peace out.